0: Thanks for tuning in to the What's the Wi-Fi Password, a podcast for our Jesus Famous Youth Ministry. Today, we have a message from our 2022 middle school summer camp about trusting in the Lord. Enjoy. All right. Hi. Good morning. So Josh reminded us when he came up here that we are going to worship the Lord like this in many other ways for all of eternity. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Isn't that cool? I love that. I love your energy and your youth and your vibrancy and your everything. It is so cool to be able to be here. It's an honor and a privilege Uh, When I think about us worshiping him for all of eternity, we know that the scriptures tell us in many places, you know, every tribe and tongue and nation and people, and um, I just love it when there's a multilingual setup. So uh, I wanted to teach you a greeting in Japanese. Uh, We we served there for 13 years, and so um, in the morning, we would start off like this with ohayo gozaimasu. Can you guys say that? Ohayo gozaimasu. Very good, there you go. You can shorten it just in a friendly way to Ohio. All right, I know we're in California, but you can say it, it's all right. Ohio, right? So uh, there's a little bit of Japanese for you later. Uh, come to me, I, I can you know, help you out. Um, I don't speak Spanish, but are there any Spanish speakers here? Sweet, a lot, Okay. Buenos dias. Great. Buenos dias. Hold on. Someone called out German? Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. Or guten Tag. It's kind of after 10, right? Okay. So, sweet. Lots of languages in the room. All kinds of ethnic backgrounds represented. This is great stuff. Exciting. We're going to continue to worship the Lord through all of eternity. All right. Um... You guys did the Devo this morning? When I was asked to speak and seek the Lord and on the theme and Proverbs 3 and everything, uh, this was really part of what came to my heart. Where it sa- Here it says in Proverbs 3, 1 and 2, My son or children, boys and girls, people, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. So it's telling us to not forget. It's telling us to remember these things that we learn here this during this week that we're here. And I wanted to say that this is such an amazing like pinch me moment for me personally. It is an honor and a privilege. The reason is that I believe that the first group of kids that I got to be here at Woodleaf with. It was for a winter camp, and it was sometime in the mid-90s when my wife and I first got involved with youth ministries 28 years ago. And we brought people to the to Woodleaf, people like you're from Monterey. Matt Kaler was one of our students. We brought here. Josh said he was here in 2012 and, and came to Jesus here in 2012. Or not 12, uh, Sorry, two or three, yeah, okay. It was somebody else that said 12, another person in here. But anyhow, um, that just blows my mind to see that there was something that happened in their hearts in a place like this, and it's moved forward, it's carried on, and God has used guys and girls like that in those ways. So that's what I was thinking about. And I was thinking, you know, back then some Gen Xers and then some Millennials that we got to work with for a long stretch, and then the Gen Yers, and that's probably most of you. I don't know if you where the I don't know where the Gen Y and Gen Z cutoff is, and then all of that, right? But but what is it that made the difference, or one of the things, a key thing, a key point that made the difference through all of that time? to then um, go so deep in the hearts of people like uh, Pastor Matt Kaler and Pastor Josh and so many others. And I wanted us to focus in on what it says there, whose I am, trusting God with my identity, and this word identity. That is it, identity. And that is really tied to This question of, when we talk about identity, it's, who am I? Who am I? That's what identity is all about. I want to read a scripture verse from 1 Corinthians 6.20. You don't have to turn there. Mark this down. And it says here, For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which belong to God. You, all of us in here, you were bought at a price. Therefore, so because of that, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which belong to God. Let me pray before we go any further. We pray, Lord, we ask right now, For the person and the work of your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit is our teacher, our comforter, our counselor, our helper, and how every one of us need counsel and comfort and teaching and help right now. And we ask you, we invite you, please, Lord, would you do that in every heart and life here in this room right here right now. So that we could move forward from this time, having come closer to you, having been able to go deeper with you, and have moved forward in being transformed in the renewing of our minds. And so we ask this all in advance, and we thank you for it in advance, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. amen. All right. So bought at a price, we belong to him. I said identity is the question usually we think of the whole wide world with, who am I? And there's a lot of things that that the answers to that are tied to in our world and in our culture. And occasionally, different eras and times, there's some shifting. But um, any sports fans? Some, okay. I thought there would be some. So don't, don't make comments or outbursts until I get through a little bit of these, okay? Keep, keep, just keep, hold these to your thoughts. But some in athletics and sports might say, I'm a Niner. I'm a Ram. Or I'm a Giant. I'm a Dodger. Hold your thoughts and comments. Keep them inside. Now, I don't know about this one, how many people would re- claim this right now. I'm a Celtic. Um, shh, OK. Uh, I'm a warrior. Okay. <laughs> all right, I'm going to throw this footnote out to all of you that just shouted out. The Bible says in Exodus 15:3, "The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is His name." That's a little nugget for you guys. But who am I in athletics, sports? There are some examples. Um, In politics, uh, I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm with the Green Party. I'm in the middle. I'm independent. I'm this. I'm that, right? And that's just only in the United States of America. Those types of things are all around the world. Um, Hobbies, right, or or other interests. Uh, I'm a skater. I'm a dancer. I'm a baller. I'm a YouTuber, I'm a TikToker, I'm a, (laughs) right? I mean, we could just go, all of us, you guys could go on and on making those kinds of lists Um, or in the world of entertainment, you know? Well, I really like this artist, I really like this band, I really like, you know, we we fill in the blank regarding that, entertainment, the music world, uh, and, and just so much more. There are long lists we can make Related to, right now in your life, where you think your identity lands. As far as, who am I? Oh, I am this. And it may not just be one thing, it may be a few different things. Um, Some decades back, well, let's say when I was a teen, that was a long time ago. Uh, I am forever 51, by the way. Never mind. Anyways. Forever 21. It's a little play. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I used to say that, but it doesn't work anymore. So, uh, the most common problems faced were finding a career path, starting a family when thinking ahead at this time in your lives as teens. However, there are many different uh, problems and things that you face unique to perhaps the certain time that we're in today. And uh, I was looking into it. And number one on many, many lists was just acceptance. The struggle, the battle, the very real concern, maybe even shifting into the very big worry of your life as a teen in junior high or middle school or going into high school, being, you know, I I just want to be accepted. And it's important to me fitting in being wanted, being welcomed, being liked. Because so much of life is lived out in the social media world all day, every day, around the clock. Likes, comments, all kinds of things that are happening in that realm because that's the times that you live in. That's what's happening now in our world. And so with this struggle and concern and worry about acceptance and and, okay, well, well, who am I? What's my identity? Who do I identify with? And then we know very clearly in our times for quite a while now, it's like even what do I identify as? And we want, we'll get into that. But what that does is then it, it translates to the very next thing on most lists that I could find after acceptance is then stress. Stress. Stress and anxiety together, that combo, that combination over identity and acceptance. And then, of course, we've got long lists, easy to find and tune into and tap into, related to uh, gender equality issues and what's my identity in that, and where do I land and what do I believe and what do I think and what should we say and how should we react and respond, Uh, racial equality as well. And then uh, in gender identity, which is a big one right now. I worked in public schools all through the 90s for 10 years. And then uh, in recent times, I worked another six years in the East Bay area in public schools. And it raised my awareness and it helped me to see what's going on right now versus back in those times. 20th century stuff in public schools. And now fast forward to 21st century stuff. And what's going on. And so these are the things that that you are forced to wrestle with and struggle with and question and wonder about. And come up with answers for in your pursuit of your identity. And the answer to your question, who am I? Who am I? But let me propose to you that that is the wrong question to ask. And it is not the question to ask And put that question off to the side. Because that question comes up with a lot of misunderstanding and misplaced focus. The Bible answers that question for us. And how many of you, you don't need to show your hands, but I want you to think about this. How many of you in this room claim, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a believer in Jesus. I am a Christian. I am a Jesus freak. I am a Jesus, right? Do you claim that? Do you identify with that, as that? And if you don't, of course, our big prayer and our big hope from the beginning and all through this time is that you would It would click, the light bulb would go on, something inside of you would crack open, something wide in your heart and mind where it would just come alive and become clear and you would receive Christ. And Casey gave that invitation and a lot of, uh, he explained that last night. And, And we want to continue that theme and that thread as we go along. But here, this is what the Bible says as to this simple, clear answer essentially of who am I? What's my identity as a person, as a human being? The Bible makes it clear, beginning in the first part in Genesis, in Genesis 1 and through there, the first three chapters, that um, we are a living creation. Every one of us has been created, we have been, been designed. And that a design speaks of a designer, a creation speaks of a creator, and then, of course, below us, then the other creatures of this world—the ones that we keep as pets, and the ones that we, some of us, eat. And I love animals; they're delicious. Um, come on now. God bless vegans, vegetarians, and meat eaters all. Okay. Listen, though, in all seriousness, okay? You've got to understand that first key point of this book, the Bible, from the beginning, that you have all been created by Him. And then the Bible shows us there that early on, very quickly, as human beings, we chose sin. Thank you, Adam and Eve. Don't know if we want to love them or punch them in the nose when we see them. I'm kidding. I don't know. No. Love covers a multitude of sin. And and we know that, that given that opportunity, right, being in their place at that time, a guarantee that you and I would have made that same choice. Because God gave us that free will to choose. They chose to sin. And so therefore, from them to all of us in this room here today... We are sinners that are in need of being saved, rescued from that sin, that sin that dominates our lives, that we wrestle with and struggle with inside, knowing because we are image bearers of God and he has put put his mark on us as human beings, as his creation, that we given to ourselves will rebel We'll resist. We will choose sin. And so the, the need for, to be saved, to have him come into our lives and transform us. And so the, that's it. Who am I? I'm a sinner. I was created by God and I'm a sinner. That's it. Simple. That's who you are and that's who I am. But the correct question to ask that we want to deal with here is not who am I but whose am I? Who's am I? That's the right question. What would be the answer to that? Who's am I? Who's are you? You're his. It told us that. We were bought at a great price. 1 Corinthians 6.20. And in the end of that, we belong to God. Okay? He paid the price for us. We belong to him. And you know what is so super cool? Because of that, the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, and you can turn there right now, that there is a whole lot of good stuff that comes along with that. I'm his, you're his. We belong to him, and he does and provides all of this. I'm just going to read through it, and I'm reading this bilingual Bible, Japanese and English, has the NIV as the English part, and I've just used it so much. So if yours reads differently, you can follow. So it says in Ephesians 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, for he chose us in him before the creation. Of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, that is Jesus, in Jesus we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding, and he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. In him we were also chosen having been predestined according to the plan of him who works his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel... Of your salvation, having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. i got to take a deep breath. I don't know about you, but take a deep breath. Okay. It's clearly, it's clearly middle school camp. <laughs> but really, you guys, as Paul writes those things as you read through them, as you hear them, and I'm gonna challenge you to process through these the next several days. Look at what is there being his. Whose am I? I'm his. I belong to the Lord, and look at the big old box of goodies, the treasure chest that we get. It is so fantastic. First of all, I want to just pick apart a few of these here. How much time do I have? I don't want to go too long. Wow, that one person, Joshua. Okay, okay, yeah, I mean what, 15 more, 20, 30, I don't know. An hour, okay. Whoo! All right. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Hey, seriously, calm down. You'll be all right. I know it's hard. Concrete, glue down, carpet. You'll survive. Just do the shift. Do the shift. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Listen. Okay. I, the first one that I pull out here is chosen. We're chosen. We're chosen. You're like, wait. What if I wasn't chosen? I don't know if I was. Um, what about predestination? What about Calvinism? Five-point Calvinism? Hyper-Calvinism? What about all that? What about all that? Well, to me, to me, as I look at it, it is clear. When we, when we give up the fight, when we surrender, when we say, yep, everything you said about me being a sinner is absolutely true, and I give up, I stop the fight, the resistance is over, here I am. You know, you wave the white flag, you raise your arms. Well, guess what? You're chosen. Uh, Casey shared last night, John three sixteen. Let's go, people. For God. Hello, stop. That stop. Hold on. Hold on. Pause. That. What? Let's try this again. That okay. Whoever that. Whoever that. Whosoever. What does that mean? Anyone. Yes, it means anyone. Anyone and everyone is a whosoever. Is a whoever. That that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Okay. So that is how we know we are chosen because we're all whosoever's and the day that we surrender, we know that's us. So chosen, boom, there it is. Number two, adopted, adopted. Some of you in this room may be a part of a family that adopted you and you have become part of their family. You are now their own and they they treat you as their own. And that is a beautiful thing. We come from a lot of different background stories. A lot of different family situations. But the one thing we all have in common, 100% sure, it's a fact. You can fact check it. And that is that we are adopted, chosen and adopted by him. So you have a father in heaven who loves you more than anyone on this planet ever could and he knows all about you and me more than anybody else in the whole wide world if anyone knew all of the things about me that i know about me and only you know about you all the things about you right wouldn't that scare you off you wouldn't want to get anywhere near yourself right if this room was just filled with duplicates of you? Okay, that's weird. <laughs> but think about that. If it was just, multi, you know, uh, I'm drawing a blank. What, what's that called? Cloning, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So if the whole room was, a fil- was filled with clones of you, How long could you sit in here all together before you would want to run away from yourself, right? (laughs) Okay. Uh, What was that, Casey? Is he in here? How do you do that? Come back, come back, something? Okay. (laughs) All right. Come back, come back. So, even though he knows all about you, he loves you more than anybody ever could, and so this is fantastic. He paid the price for us to be chosen, adopted, accepted. There it is. We're accepted by him. Not rejected. He cannot accept our sin. And he wants to deal with that by taking it away. And the Bible tells us that he removes it as far as east is from west. And the idea of it is that those two should never come into contact with each other ever, ever again. So your sin is dealt with, he's paid the price for it, and you are now accepted by him. And then redeemed, redeemed, redemption. So this is part of paying that price. He has, by his blood, his work upon the cross, redeemed you and me. He paid the price for our sin that is erased and removed, and we are now his. You are his son. You are his daughter. You are his child. He owns us. And in the Bible, how many of you guys have read about being a slave in the Bible or a servant in the Bible? How many of you in here would say, I am a servant of Jesus? Sweet. How many of you have heard the word or read it? Bond servant. Okay? Does anyone know the Greek word for bond servant? Students, not teachers, pastors, leaders. Students? Okay, students, pastors, I mean, pastors, leaders. <laughs> doulos! Someone said it? I'm sorry. I, I should have said shout it out. All right. So it's doulos in the Greek. Doulos is bond servant, okay? Now, I want you to understand this, okay? Um, we understand the history of slavery in our country, and we understand the history of slavery around the world, and we understand that there was money, and there was buying and selling and that kind of a thing, right? And, um, but uh, there is a, a difference here in the Scriptures of uh, the person who volunteers, who says, hey, I signed up for this. Uh, I am here to be your servant, and that is a bond servant, a dulos. And so in biblical times, when someone would come and say, hey, I, am, I am volunteering, I would like to come under your, your authority, your household, and yeah, thank you for the, the bed that I'm going to get and the food, and I'm going to work for you um, to have a good place to sleep and some food and, and a life. Because there's not a life for me out in this world, but I want to do this. And so here's what they would do. In that case, they would then take that person and they would put their ear up to the wooden door post or to the wooden fence post. And they would take um, an awl or a sharp object and a rock or a hammer to the ear and they would just go, boom. It doesn't hurt that bad. I pierced my own with a needle and a potato when I was in high school in a mirror in the family room this would have been way easier I wish I had heard of it back then I would have done that anyways um I'm not advocating promoting don't go home and don't even do it here for sure but don't go off and home okay come on okay listen though okay so then they would put a ring in the ear And that was then the sign and symbol of that doulos, of that bondservant, now being given to that master household family as their volunteer servant. Okay? So what does that all mean to us today here now? Well, go back to all you that raised your hands saying, I'm a servant of Jesus. That's what you are. You are a bondservant. We are his servants, his doulos. But he didn't take us and, you know, grab you and me by the throat and say, you're going to follow me and put you in a headlock and a knuckle noogie and say, isn't it great to be a Christian? Come on. And start start dragging us around. That is not how it, it works, does it? Nope. Nope. It's voluntarily surrendering your heart and life to him, stating, I am a servant, a doulos, and and I will follow you all the days of my life. I belong to you, understanding that we were bought at a price and we belong to him. So that is redemption. Then it says we are forgiven, and we already touched on that and dealt with it, forgiven. If any of you are here today and there is one standout sin in your life that dominates your thought life, It dominates space inside your head and your heart. And it holds you back. It keeps you from taking that step to faith in Jesus. We're telling you, we're showing you that he's paid for that. He knows about it already. There's forgiveness for that and a warm, welcoming embrace into him, to a relationship, from this day forward. You can mark it down. June twenty fourth, 2022. Saved. Forgiven. All in. That could be you today. Right here, right now. What's holding you back? Nothing should be. Then... It says in there, we're covered in grace. Grace covers, wraps around us like a blanket, bringing comfort, bringing peace. Grace can't be earned. Nothing we've done can get it. No stars, no happy faces, hundreds or whatever it is. Grace is a free gift that we cannot earn and we're covered. It's given to us and we're covered in it. Wrapped up in it. It's wrapped around us. Are your parents always gracious with you? Nope. Are your siblings always gracious with you? Heck no. <laughs> come on, come on. Okay. Okay. Who is always, always gracious to you? Jesus. Yes. Okay, you're always right with that answer. So he is always gracious. And then we have an inheritance. We have been given so much for right here, right now in 2022. But there is the promise and the hope of heaven and all that comes with it. And so much more that, you know, we can hardly handle it here on planet Earth while we're living it out right now. But we are, we have all, we are heirs of inheritance. We, we are receiving all that he has for us. And so those are just seven things I noted out of the whole bunch that are right in there. But I want you guys to reread through that. I want you to pray over that. But I want you to understand all that you have, and that this is your identity. Simply put, your identity is in Christ. We identify as followers, as believers, as Christians. And then everything else and all of the world, the whole spectrum of worldviews that are now and from times past and ahead of us, you guys need to run all of that through the Bible as the filter for all of it. And that will, it will show you which things you should add to, the, to your identity. And that you should always and forever identify as a believer. As a follower of Jesus. I like that. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. All right. So... I know, youth pastors here know, your youth leaders know, parents and really all of us, that there is a whole tsunami wave that is rolling up on us all day, every day, and often seems to get bigger and stronger in so many ways. Calling us out to figure out what our identity is and then I talked about gender identity stuff and and we we have the whole and I don't have the time to deal with all of that right now but um, we know I said earlier the Bible tells us that God created us and the Bible tells us that God created us as male and female and so yeah the struggle's real across the boards, across the spectrum there's a lot of things that people are wrestling with There's things that you struggle with, and you're not alone in the struggle. But the Bible speaks clearly to those things. And I encourage you to go to your youth pastors and leaders, people that are walking with Jesus, loving on Jesus, uh, and talk about that with them. And they will point you to the truth, to the facts. Fact check everything. I'm not afraid to say that, and none of us are. And this is, this is our tool here, the word of God for fact checking. This should be your worldview. Your views on all things in life should be run through this, and if they don't pass the test, they are the wrong worldview, and there are all kinds of worldviews. But if you say, I follow Jesus, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, I'm a Jesus freak, this is your worldview here. And you can trust it we can trust him with our identity so let's bow our hearts and heads and uh, they're going to lead us in worship right now as we close out our time while they're getting ready let's pray Lord, we are so, so thankful for all that you are, all that you have done, all that you have given every one of us. This room filled with all kinds of ages from the youngest to the oldest and you know all about us, you've created us, you've put us on this planet for these times for times such as these and i'm so encouraged by the passion of the youth in this room by their energy by their love for you and my great prayer is that lord fast forward 20 years fast forward 25 years from now that all of these students lord would be in a place where they're being used by you, knowing that their identity is in you. The answer to their question, whose am I, is they are yours. And that is the thing that carries them from today, five years, ten years, twenty, twenty-five and beyond, that they never lose sight of that. And their passion runs long and deep until you call us all to be with you. So I pray your blessings over all of the students in this room. I pray the person and the work of your Holy Spirit Spirit upon everyone in here, that all of us would be wide open to what you have, to all of the gifts of your Holy Spirit, to all of the manifestations of your Holy Spirit. Lord, that we would know that you provide the power for all of this. You don't just lay it out and say, all right, have a nice life. But you lay it out and say, and I provide the power source for living the Christian life. You have told us, Lord, that when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we will receive power. Power for what? Power to be a witness. Uh, That's the power to shine for you in the public school system, on those campuses, in our community, in our clubs, in our athletics, in our hobby groups, in our online activities, in our social media realm, when we're in front of any kind of a screen or or a device. That we have that power right then and there to stand up and to step up, to rise up and to shine for you. I pray that for every student in the 6th grade, 7th grade, 8th grade, those going into ninth, younger ones and older than that. that Lord, through your, these young people and your people throughout this nation and the world, that we would receive that fresh refilling of your Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Thank you. In your name we pray, amen.